It's Thursday, March 1st. See what I did there? And you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. On today's episode, all the way from Vancouver, comedian and from CBC Debaters, Erica Sigurdsson calls into the show, plus The Daily Dose with Jen Grant, your comments, and a whole lot more. And it all starts now. Now, why don't we do a take two? Uh, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Votary. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delaseppi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I doing? <laughs> Julian Dion story. Comedy Hour? We're okay. listening to the... <laughs> Comedy hour. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. (laughs) From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's a a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. Studios in the beautiful Gatineau House. Hi, hi, hi. Thursday morning, March 4th. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter Live, and Daily Motion. Thank you. Yes, and of course, available wherever you get your podcasts. Already March, already March fourth. Like what? No, really, that seems crazy. I know that's kind of like a oh my god, the time's flying. <laughs> but it does. That's crazy to me. Is it? Oh, so yeah. 
Sweet. Thanks for joining us today on the show. Very talented comedian, friend of the show, personal friend of ours. Jen's BFF, Erica Sigurdsson, is on the show. Out of Vancouver, she's getting up extremely early to do the show, promoting a online comedy show happening this Saturday. What's the date on Saturday? The 6th? Yeah. March 6th. Hold on. Sigurdsson. Oh, yeah. Shit, I forgot. Sigurdsson. <laughs> you really enunciated that. I wanted you to... Sigurdsson. I wanted it to be obvious. Here, let me... Sigurdsson. Nice. Oh, I thought you were going to join me, no? Well, I thought you could do it on your own. Now now together? Sigurdsson. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Yes, a uh, online comedy extravaganza happening on Saturday featuring none other than Jen Grant to my left, your right. Erica Sigurdsson, of course, who's uh, behind the show and on the show. Along with uh, Steph Tolev, Deborah DiGiovanni. Who am I missing? Iman Al Husseini. Yeah, Iman. Um, and Marta Chavez. And Marta, Martita Chavez. That's a friggin' crazy lineup. Yeah. That's an amazing show. So it's do yourself be so a favor. Good. Where can people get ticks? Um, you can get it on Eventbrite, but uh, what I can do is why don't I, after the show, I'll just post. Just link. post it in the uh, comments right now. Yeah, okay. Well do. That's a good idea. Okay. There. And Why so, did I have to wait until the end of the show? I know. And uh, so, yeah, she'll be up uh, soon in about 10 minutes time. March 4th, we're already almost a year into this pandemic. So of crazy. course, it started earlier in, in China and across the world or on the other side of the world, but here in North America, everything pretty much locked down on March 16th. Oh, okay. No? I was wondering when it... Because I yeah, remember... The day before St. Patty, Patty's Day was on a Tuesday, I believe, and then on because, Monday. Okay. Julian's really good with dates. I want to ask you, when did we find out that Pearl Jam was canceled? A few weeks after that, because we were still holding... Because at first, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. And then 50 weeks later, here we are. Because I remember that was when I was like, what? Like, this is something we've never seen. Yeah, the NBA canceled their season like a week or two after the lockdown. Like, the lockdown, it was like global lockdown, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like, the last thing to... um, Everything, like, stopped on the Friday, I think that was the 12th. Anyway, but everything really, the lockdowns started on the 16th. We started this show up around that time, like maybe a day or two after. So we're coming up on a year of doing it every day. We should have some special... In thing. fact, well, we'll play some old clips from last year, maybe. Just we'll oh, play we'll fun. play the intro of when you came on. Oh my gosh, yes. And you were like, because people were, so I started up the show again, the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. At, at that point, I was doing it every day, seven days a week at 8 p.m. when the lockdown hit. Oh, that's right. It was eight. Yeah. Yes. And then our shoddy internet uh, forced us to go into uh, morning, the morning slot, which I like. <laughs> it sounded like you were going into morning. <clears throat> yes. Like morning grieving. The internet caused us to, <laughs> yes, it propelled us into a grieving wormhole that we've yet to recover. And uh, 
Yeah, and then I was kind of just like rambling on, and then you'd be like answering off mic in the living room. <laughs> I was doing it upstairs in the studio, and then people are like, what is Jen saying? What is she saying? I said, tomorrow I'll give Jen a mic. And then he even came in one time. We're all cramped in the in the oh yeah, and the thing he sat on a stool. I was sitting in an office chair. He sat on a stool higher up, and you're like trying to crunch down to get into the frame. And and uh, you had a mic. I think Miller Crosby was one of the people responsible for bringing you on the show. Actually, oh yeah, she was all adamant about like put Jen on. Where is she? Why we can hear her from the living room? Because I'd say stuff, and you'd be like answering. Thanks, Miller. Off mic. Anyway, so that's coming up on a year. It's kind of flown by. I'd like to. I'm going to count how many shows we've done actually, because we did seven days a week, and then we went okay. to five days. What, what's weird? Well, it's just weird. Time is a strange concept because it does feel like it's flown by, but on the other hand, to me, that feels like forever ago. I know it really does feel like a long time ago because so much has happened in that year uh, globally. Here at home as well, and personally, I discovered I have a brother. <laughs> that's crazy. That was just like eight months ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Not even August, yeah. September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, seven months. Seven months ago. Wow, that's wild. A lot's happened. See, in that a year. feels like a long time ago, actually. Only because when you, you know, when you meet someone and you feel like you've known them your whole life. I know. That's the way it feels And we with talk Mike. so much now, like every yeah. day, pretty much, like, you know, miss a day here or there, but by tech, just the odd text and phone call. It's so A couple times a month. And then uh, we watch e- each other's shows. He's got, uh, by the way, check him out, Mike Plume of the Mike Plume Band. Yeah. Every Sunday morning, live on YouTube at 11, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern. The easy like Sunday mornings, he just plays a bunch of songs, and also Wednesday nights he does. Uh, so last night he did uh, he does revisited series where he uh, will play an album of his cover to cover, and he's he's doing them in order. Yesterday was Red and White Blues. Anyway, and every morning on Instagram at uh, nine a.m. Eastern, he does it Mountain Time, but I what is it seven a.m. Mountain Time, 9 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, so so much has happened, and uh, it's wild. <laughs> really weird. wild. Yeah, it's crazy, and um, yeah, it is really interesting. I think I think partly it's not just Mike; it's also Jenny and Ruby. When you you know the yeah, whole yeah, family, like they're they're so uh, right away. It felt like we've known them forever. <clears throat> it's cool when that happens. So that was uh, yeah in August. So. But again, yeah, just like so much has happened. I lost my train of thought, shit. I was going to say something before. (laughs) The last year, we've been doing shows every day. Ah, It might come back to me. Something about time and just everything that's happened. So much has happened and then not much has happened at the same time. Like the whole world has come to a halt. Little did I ever think, like so much has happened at the same time. I never thought when we started the two weeks to flatten the curve, I never thought, oh, well, 50 weeks later, we'll still be in it. Even though people said like, oh, pandemics can last a year, year and a half. The vaccine won't be for at least, a, at that point, they were saying a year and a half, but it came out, as we know, in record time because of new technologies. And, uh, but here we are, like life is still pretty much on lockdown. I mean, we did our first show back yesterday at Absolute Comedy last night. Mm-hmm. It's fu- It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Great audience. 
you, it was your first setback after almost a, more than a year. Mm-hmm. But you're still like, oh, this is, you know, you're behind plexiglass. The room is, you usually we'd have 200 people. There's 50, including staff. So people are more spread out. And there's no front row, which is weird. Like they're all, because usually at Absolute, the people sitting in the front are like the, the tables are touching the stage. So you're right there. But because of social distancing, there there's a gap there. So, but still a lot of fun. Check uh, check out more shows uh there again tonight through Sunday, Absolute Comedy in Ottawa with uh, headliner Joey Elias. And it's a good it's time. It's going to be nice to see Joey. I haven't seen him in a long time. Nice guy. Super nice guy. I remember him back in the day. He was always really nice to me as a new comic. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, so a super nice guy and really night. funny. Yeah. Well, it's going to be nice to see him again. <clears throat> Saturday. Because mm-hmm. you're on again on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Uh, yeah, it, I mean it's fun to just be doing uh, comedy again, even though it's you're still you're like something's happening. You know, everybody's wearing masks. You wear your masks when you uh, are off stage. What are you up to? You doing the daily dose there? Is that no. what you're doing? No. no, I just see your thumbs going like crazy. That's why I prefer when we don't see each other because <laughs> I don't know that you're doing that. So I just f- figure you're like with me. I am but with you now. With you sitting next to me, I just see your thumbs in the corner of my head, like. Vision. No, you don't have to put it down if you're doing something. No, no. Because okay, I know you, you're able to multitask. Be, I can't. No, I want to be more engaged. You are engaged. Ah, ha, ha. Happening in August. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. You're something else. Now that you've done a set. Yeah. At no. Absolute, you're all warmed up. You think you're right <laughs> back into it. Yeah. You have a great... This is a crazy week for you of comedy. I know. So last night, started last night, my run until Sunday at Absolute. Saturday, I'm doing a French show before Absolute in uh, Gatineau at Le Traque again. Same place as last Friday. It was good times. That's going to be a weekly thing. Sunday at 4 p.m. before the Absolute show, doing a rehearsal at Yak Yaks, a run-through so show for our Just for Laughs radio taping. And then Monday is my taping, Tuesday is your taping. I have and to then say, Wednesday, though, I'm going to sleep. It's, yeah. It's, it's fun though. And it's good timing too because for the recording we're doing, it's nice to be able to get on stage, especially for you. You're doing so many. You're going to be so ready. Yeah. It's also nice too because you're emceeing, so you can actually do your set, like practice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anywho, okay. Well, shall we try to get uh, Erica Sigerson on the phone? I sent her a message. I said, "Call you here." Okay, let's she hasn't. Try her. She hasn't seen it, but I have to do it. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, people won't hear. Yep. Got it. I just meant let's like let's collectively as a right yeah. show. We'll try, a, and if not, we'll just as a show unit. Well, it's really early there in Vancouver time. End. See, I did it again. <laughs> End Vancouver time. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I. I do that. I add D's or T's at the yeah, end. Yeah, I don't know. There's something going on there. Psychologically? Yeah. Mm, all right. Okay, let's uh let's give her a shot. Okay. Let's see here. And uh so yeah, she's gonna come on, promote the show. No answer. Okay. Well, maybe she uh slept through. Because it is right now. It's like just after 4 a.m. there. Well, I have faith that she'll... Don't worry. I'm going to try to wake her up. 
Okay. I mean, I understand either. I mean, it's it's a lot to ask someone to come on from She's the West Coast. She's dedicated, though. Remember we did that uh, West Coast, what was it? West Coast Sessions, West Coast Tapes or the, uh, what was it? West we Coast Friday or something? Far West Fridays. Right. We did, we were going to do four weeks and we did two and we're like, yeah, it's good. Is it from America? Oh, no. Sorry, it's just totally irrelevant. Oh, it should work now. Go. Okay. She just texted me. Let's uh, let's get her on for Far West Thursday at our regular time. Hello. Oh, we are live ah. with Erica Sigurdsson. First of all, thank you so much for uh, being up extremely early. So early. Can yeah. you hear it in my voice how early it is? You can. <laughs> uh, good morning uh, to you, everybody. So, of course, so we're live uh, with uh, Erica Sigurdsson, comedian out of Vancouver. We, as we said off the top... And um, how you doing? Good morning, sunshine. Good morning. I'm good. Yeah. You know, as good as you can be right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Hey, I just want you to know, Erica, that at the beginning of the show, we have a theme song and there's a part in it where we, every single day, <laughs> collectively, Julian and I say, Sigida, because there's like this, have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen us do <laughs> it's that? The, it's the r- most ridiculous thing when you try to explain it. I know. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> That's just the sound of people logging off now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I love it. If you're doing that in my honor, that makes me feel real well, because, special. Well, because we usually, the sound of it is Sigurda. But then, because your name is so similar to that, today in your honor, we said Sigurdsson. Thank and it, you. And it was, the let audience. me tell you, it was great. The audience loves that. <laughs> they love it. I love That's- it. Comments the, are just filling up with yes. love for us. Yes. Um, so Erica's joining us today for, uh, well, many reasons. She's a dear friend in front of the show, but uh, also to promote uh, this coming Saturday, March 6th, Comedy Extravaganza put on by Erica, which uh, we listed the lineup off the top of the show. It's a crazy show. Um, how uh, how are you with uh, Zoom shows? Have you embraced it at this point, Erica? I have. I've really done a 360 because I was so against them when the pandemic hit. And eventually I tried one and I actually really enjoyed connecting with people. It was and seeing my comic friends as well. So I have not only embraced them, I'm now producing bi-weekly shows. So I really just grabbed the ball and <laughs> ran with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? When you think of the hard times people are going through and unemployed and, and, and industries decimated, such as ours, I mean, why the hell not? I mean, who cares? I, I remember I heard someone at the beginning say, like, you know, I didn't get into stand-up to talk to a computer screen. I was like, yeah, me neither. And then I'm like, fuck that. Like, it's it's actually great. I. I've also turned around completely on them. I, I love them. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's great. It's of course, compared to a comedy club or a theater, it's not the same, but compared to a regular corporate, it's, it's the same or better. Yeah. And also it's like, I've heard from so many people who are like, you know, especially people who have small children or children that, you know, that aren't, that can't be left at home. Like, they're like, this gave us something to do that felt a little like a date night as opposed to just watching something else on Netflix. Exactly. They're like, it's yeah. live, it's interactive. People are, you know, you get to see in other people's homes and nobody hates that. I love looking at <laughs> I like what they've done with that bookshelf over there. Yeah, um, yeah and it's it's surprising how how much people 
are enjoying them. Because, but comics are even performing differently, which I find really interesting. Like a lot of comics sit down as opposed to, yes. and I don't know if it's a subconscious thing of like, well, this isn't stand up, you know. So I'm, it's right. more like it's almost like you know talk show banter or or whatever. And people are doing interesting things like. Um, Graham Clark does this hilarious Instagram um, slideshow where he shows pictures and he's making fun of them, and it's it is hilarious. It's so funny. Do you uh, do you stand or sit? I stand. I'm a little nervous to sit, but it would probably work better for sound because I have I do have a professional microphone, but it's like a podcasting microphone. So if I'm standing holding it in my hand, I feel like an <laughs> idiot. Um, right. And I did, like, I rented a corded microphone that I, I couldn't figure out. It came with some sort of something that I had to connect to my computer and download. And anyways, it was very frustrating, and I ended up returning it. Um, but so I stood there with the microphone for one of the shows, and I, it wasn't hooked into anything. And then halfway through, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a little kid here. So I just put the a mic down. A little kid. And... Yeah, and now it's but I don't have anything in my hand. It's I feel like I'm doing an inspirational TED talk, but you know, these are crazy times. And there is that that learning curve where a lot of this stuff will be able to apply in a post-pandemic world, like all this technical technological stuff that we've learned over the last year little by little. I want to ask, did you uh since you're you're producing these uh bi-weekly and are on these shows, do you feel because it's uh, because they're online. It's a little bit like hosting a, a a show in the same room where you can get the same because there's no geographical limits to uh, an audience. So the same like you must get a lot of the same people. Do you feel the pressure of like uh, always switching up the material? Are you are you finding that harder? Yes, I do. Like and so this the show that I'm doing on Saturday, I am like moderating it plus I'm also performing and there are a lot of people that are buying tickets as soon as they go on sale they buy tickets and I, I'm recognizing the name so there's a lot of people that have become really loyal and so this Saturday yes I'm I have to you know sit down and be like okay what am I get, what am I going to do that I haven't done before because I've really become so I don't want to say I've become so invested in making the shows look good and learning. Like, I've learned now we can stream it on YouTube. So that that was a thing I had to learn. And, you know, just all these pre-show videos that I've been putting together. So um, I get so involved in the technical side that then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing a set tonight. Oh, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, <laughs> I am feeling the pressure. When... Uh... Yeah, when we when we ran the Sunday Funnies at the pump in Ottawa, you wear that <clears throat> excuse me that producer hat, and then you forget about the performance part until the last minute, and it's like the part that most people will see the most, like more of you is on stage, but it's the the thing that always you're like, oh shit, because you're wearing like you said the, now you're doing all these videos ahead of time, and then you want to make sure the people have fun, you want to make sure the comics have a good time, and then you're like, oh shit, what the hell am I gonna do on stage? Yeah, exactly. Like nobody leaves going like, you know what? Really, the best part of that show was the email marketing campaign. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. like all the things. <laughs> you're like. Do you, hey, let's think of some jokes here, Erica. How are you finding 
booking it. Do, are you finding um, it easy? Well, I mean, obviously you've been in the business forever, know know everyone, but do you do you get resistance from people that maybe have not done it? Do you have people that it's their first time doing a Zoom show on your shows? Um, I have had a couple people that it was their second. Like they're like, oh, I've done one, but I always say I'm like the sets are seven to ten minutes with the option to bail at any time. So I'm like, if you feel like you're you're uncomfortable or you want to, you know, just say something like, well, I, I'm going to get out of here soon so that the MC, you know, because while the other person performs, people go grab, grab another glass of wine or whatever. So make sure the MC can be there and somebody else will make up your time. So I, I give them that flexibility. And some people have just said, I'm not doing Zoom shows. And I'm like, fair enough. Okay. And I move on and book the next person. Yeah. Are you finding, uh, have you done any that uh, you've run into technical issues where it drops out or it freezes? I mean, that because that's an added uh, layer of stress that you wouldn't think of doing live shows. Exactly. I have had where a couple of the comics, um, yeah, the inter- their internet got kind of unstable, but then it came back right away. So they kind of froze a bit and then they came back. And then the last show I did, my internet went out 10 minutes after the show ended and I just had this moment of Mm. like oh like like what happens if I'm the host so now going forward it's like I need to make other people co-hosts so that if my computer goes down the show is like because I'm like what happens everybody else on that zoom call does it just shut off because it was my zoom meeting I don't actually know so it was it was interesting I had this panic I have a panic every time like Oh, do people going to be able to log in? And the first time I connected it to Eventbrite, I was nervous that people wouldn't figure it out, but everybody does. That's you know, a one, good... Oh, go ahead, Jen. Well, one of the things that I admire most about Erica, not just because she's a good comedian, really good comedian, but you're really resourceful. You you got you get your... You figure things out. I rely Thanks, on Jenny. you a lot. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Erica's going to know. And I, I've always thought that you should have your own website where it's like ask Erica advice or uh, you share like new gadgets that are helpful for people. But um, aside from that, really you're here to promote the show on Saturday, which I am on as well. And I want you Mm -hmm. to tell me why this show is, why would someone buy tickets to this? Why wouldn't they Jenny? It is a pandemic Um, because this, like I was having this moment, like as I was making my awesome commercial the other day, um, looking and I just thought about like starting stand-up 20 years ago you just it would be very so rare to have six headlining women on one show and Mm -hmm. we want to celebrate International Women's Day and I think this pandemic has really you know highlighted um, how resourceful women are and you know everything that small businesses and just women that are getting things done which is also why I did not offer a promo code because, you know, the wage gap, nobody gets, mm-hmm. nobody gets any discount on this show. Also, um, the price is insane. Yeah. And, you know, you've got, these are comics who have been on Conan. Everybody's been on Just for Laughs. The debaters, like the caliber of comedy is, is outstanding. So if you're going to be stuck at home, which 99% of the population is on a Saturday night, why wouldn't you celebrate International Women's Day and... Get a bottle of wine. Make it a date night. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. And like you said, there's an element of like, it's a more of a date night than watching something on Netflix. Hey, you should have a promo code for men where it charges 30% more. 
<laughs> I actually thought of that, and I and I, you know, I I do I was trying I was being cheeky because I usually do, um, I in my little pre-show video that plays, I offer promo code for that night, so you know people can buy tickets to the next show and get a little bit of a discount. And I was like, how could I? charge men more than women. And then I was like, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> well, you're just, you know, you've got these loyal followers that are buying tickets and supporting, and then you come out and just be a jerk. So I was like, nah. Um, tell, tell us about the person who wanted to pay more. That was nice. Yeah. So uh, one guy who's been buying tickets to every show, he told me he bought three tickets, but he's, he only needs one, but he's like, I just think that the value of um, the shows that you're putting on is worth so much and you've kept the price amazing? Um, yeah. at $10 so that it's accessible to everyone. Because it is true, like a show like this would be a $45 ticket if it was in a theater. It's not in the theater, but um, you've got really great comics and not everybody, you know, even has $20 to spend on a live Zoom show. So we wanted to keep it affordable and do really high quality entertainment. And we are able to, I said, who's we? I'm the person running this whole thing. <laughs> I'm talking like I have a giant corporation now. Listen, at Erica Sigurdsson Enterprises, we pride ourselves. Um, whew, there's, there's a coffee kicking in. She's waking up. Um, but I'm able to um, pay comics, you know, like the, like one of the shows, it's like everybody made over a hundred dollars, which in a pandemic, when your entire, um, industry is struggling, that's, you know, that's a car payment on a Toyota Yaris. That's what that is. is <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a good deal. I just paid off your Yaris. So it feels good. And it's, Yaris. you know, Yaris. <laughs> yeah, so the specific. Yaris. I think it's interesting too, because you said that you see different comedians doing different things and we're all forced to be innovative. So not only are we forced to do our stand up through, um, zoom or whatever platform, but we also have to like, just be vulnerable too. like a lot of us who've been doing it a long time. We, we, you know, we have a, a good comfort zone. We, we feel comfortable with what we do on most stages. Cause we've been through so much. If you've been doing it a long time, you've done everything, but this is like a first, you know, for everybody. So whether you've been doing it 20 years, 30 years, all of a sudden you have to feel like a newbie again, a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, the jokes matter, but it is kind of, I bet you it's good for like people who are really into comedy to watch comedians have to adapt to this too, because it's awkward. Like I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, how do you do a show? You don't hear them laugh. And a lot of times you don't, a lot of times they're muted and you just see comments, but we all have to just be vulnerable even more vulnerable now don't you agree a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent and when we go back to live comedy like how's that gonna feel the first time you do a corporate like the first time I have to get on stage and do a 45 minute set after not doing that for over a year like it's coming up on a year you know it's like this this is gonna be bizarre oh I just had my first one after a year last night it was crazy. In in person? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Absolute. I know. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. And at absolute. It's crazy. Yeah, Julian's been doing you've done, would you say a dozen? Uh, more, eh? Uh, in the last year, you mean yeah. in front of people? Yeah, maybe well, because there was that little honeymoon period in like August ish. I did a bunch. Um but yeah, but nothing like 
like an hour or something like that, all kind right. of 15, 20 minutes. But the the uh, one thing that is good about doing these Zoom, Zoom shows is you're <clears throat> so used to a tepid response that when... Because if you have to do a 45 now on a Zoom show, you have to prepare 45 minutes of material, whereas in a club, you know, you're, you're accounting for laughs. So I think it'll be easier in some ways when we're... Especially if you do more and more of these um, Zoom shows. That's true. You'll just think you're killing it. Somebody yeah. just snickers. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it would be hard. And we've said this on the podcast before. Like Jen just said, it makes you vulnerable and kind of feel like a newbie. But it would be hard as a newbie to do these shows. I oh mean, you gosh. really have to have uh, confidence in your material and just kind of plow through and not let it affect your energy when you're not getting the response you're used to. I think if uh, I was... F- Five years in, doing Zoom shows would be nightmarish. Oh, yeah. Well, we had, what I noticed when, um, was it the beginning of the pandemic? Shows were still happening, um, but people had to be socially distanced. And, um, but it was mostly free shows, like shows that don't really pay comics. So pro comics were not doing these shows because... A, we're devastated, we're freaking out, we have no idea, you know, like, how we're going to survive during this pandemic because all our work's been cancelled. So what was happening is the new comedy scene became all people who had been doing comedy, like, less than three years, and they were more like hobby, and we're like, gosh, when this opens up again, the comedy scene is just going to (laughs) be all these brand new comics because, you know, people were like, oh, do you miss performing? And I was like, I, like, I miss the idea that I was making a living at this and I wasn't ready to, to, I think, try to tell jokes because I was like, no, I'm panicking. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's true. There, there is, that happened in Ottawa too. A lot of like newer comics were just in the clubs every night, like brand new, brand new comics, just like at Yucks and at Absolute, just every night you see them posting. But I think that, that'll, um, I think they might, uh, uh get a little, awakening when you know working comics start hitting the clubs again because bookers will also be craving for that caliber of comic to uh work their clubs and rooms how many um have you done so far of these uh, of these that you produce um this one i think is my fifth or sixth and do you think how long do you think sorry i totally cut you off how long do you think we'll uh be doing that then we were talking about this on the show yesterday like, how long do you think Zoom shows will be a thing? I'm going to say September or October. Yeah. It's hard I to... I think... Yeah. It, I don't know. Like... Yeah, it's... it's. I think so, too, because... And I've even said I would do them... I would do certain corporates like this after uh, the pandemic, but I cannot... I can't see a demand for it once everything no. is open, you know? I mean, there... I think possibly, you know, like it's going to add the element of like maybe not for comedy, but let's say for a keynote speech, right? It's like you really want to book this person, but they're booked in Minnesota and they're like, well, I can zoom in and then you'll have people on these big screens. Right. Possibly. But like one thing about this going on so long is I think it really has shown us how much like we are craving human connection. And I think that's actually a really beautiful thing because, you know, remember about seven months in, people were like, 
offices are closing down and everyone's going to work from home and we're not going to have conferences anymore. It's all digital. And then you go to a three-day digital conference and you're like, this is terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like to sit, I find sitting in my own home and trying to focus I'm I'm constantly looking, suddenly I've never been more of a house cleaner than when I'm supposed to be doing an online Zoom course. (laughs) Like I'm like, well, I better go organize my spices. Like it's very hard to focus. And so I think we're all going to be really looking forward to getting together. And Yeah, I think you're right. I think I could see that uh, happening where where, uh, you're on Zoom but the people watching aren't all at home, but they could be like in a big conference room somewhere. So they're not, you know, all separated, but they're, you know, there might be some, some, uh, demand for it. But, uh, this, uh, this show Saturday, another fun thing about doing them is that you can have comics from all over on the show. You have comics from Los Angeles, from, from Toronto, from Wakefield, The bustling New York metropolis. City. New York City, Vancouver. So let's go through the lineup. You've got uh, Deborah DiGiovanni. Is she in L.A.? She's in L.A. Steph Tolev. Uh, Steph, she's in L.A. Or is she in L.A. or did yeah. she go back to Ontario? She I think she went, she went to Ontario, then she went back to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we have uh, Marta Chavez, who is our wonderful uh, MC, and she's from Toronto. And, of course, um, Jen Grant. I don't know if you know her. She's pretty, you know, pretty funny, pretty funny. I think I've heard of her, <laughs> yes. Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. I'm big fan, big fan of Jen Grant. Super tall, black hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's her. Black hair. Um, and Al Husseini, who is uh, living in New York City. She was on, her and Jess were on my show last week um that was the elsa because they have the duo act the l solomon so she's but she's coming back single and uh yeah it's gonna be such a great show and everybody's got like a million credits and has done so much and it's I was really a crazy line saying the other day that collectively i think we have maybe 90 years experience <laughs> in comedy <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Well, think about it. I, Marta's been doing it longer than I have. We yeah. so you and I are around the same, around twenty-two years. Twenty. 20 okay. Twenty. 20 yeah. Twenty. I my first ever set was in nineteen ninety-nine. So yeah, we're coming up on. Oh my gosh, what is happening? I know. Twenty-two years. I, I don't you love telling people you started in the nineties? That's weird. I know. I was like, it's when did you so... start? I'm like ninety-eight. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I started in 98. Yeah, so even right there, just uh, like, Marta and you and I, it's like 60, probably <laughs> 70 years right there. Just three of us. It's so funny when you put it that way. I know. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be just such a, that comfort level of doing comedy. And I think we're doing, what, 15 minutes each? It's such a weird tagline. Erica? Like 90 years of comedy experience. You yeah. just picture these really old comics. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What are we doing? I can't. I think I said yeah, ten to fifteen each. I'd like to, you know, it's it's whatever. The thing about a Zoom show too is number one, you don't have to make sure everybody's out of there because you know your uh, staff needs to go home, and if people need to log off and go to sleep, they can just log off and go to sleep. So it's really yeah. a beautiful setup <laughs> for everybody. Yeah, it's great. And what I'm what I'm gathering by the lineup is that everybody's in a major city with good internet 
Jen will probably be the only one tethering the show from her phone. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Come on. That's. I know. We're working um, on it. We're working on it. <laughs> come on. What, wasn't Wakefield in the news about bad uh, internet? Jay was telling me about that. Yeah. That there was, it's oh, an it's ongoing ridiculous. thing. Like the internet usage went up 800% in this sector since the pandemic. And it's. One good thing is that internet now is considered an essential service. It's not like a luxury or anything. So the government is like has stepped in and they keep pushing it back. But March eighth is supposed to be the date where uh, where we get our internet back. It's because it's the download is fine. It's the upload is is uh, really slow. Okay. And that's what you need. Yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. Not that I want to turn anything political, but. That we're like internet is a human right, and there's still some places in Canada that don't have clean drinking water. That oh, is a ridiculous. shame. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and what? Oh, yeah. So if you wanted to tell someone really simply and easily to go and buy tickets, is the do you have do you have a Vancouver Comedy Online Instagram or anything like that? I have um, Instagram. The easiest way for them is to actually go to my Vancouver comedy online website and okay. tickets are right there on the front page. So it's Vancouver comedy Vancouver comedy And you see the lovely, our lovely faces pop up. There's tickets. We only have a couple tickets to be in the zoom room. So that's if you wanted your microphone on and your camera on and you're kind of a little more interactive you I mean it's not interactive per se but we can hear your laughter and if the comic talks to you you can talk back and then uh, you can also just get tickets for the YouTube stream okay yeah it's exciting and also follow Erica Sigurdsson on all the social media Facebook and Twitter and Insta do you have anything exciting coming up Erica other than the show um, on Saturday Oh, well, I am doing another show for an organization in Ontario on March 11th, but um, I don't know how. You do a lot of debaters. I do a lot of debaters, but no, I don't have um, anything. (laughs) Thanks for pointing out. I'm like, I'm literally (laughs) like, I don't have, I'm planning on maybe trying to make a banana bread tomorrow. That's high on my list. What about Halifax? Didn't she just do the, or is that already happened? Uh, oh, I sent a pre-recorded set to Halifax Center for Women in Business, which is uh, tomorrow morning. At they're they're playing it. Why did I think it was the or, festival? I don't know why I thought that was the festival. I think because I just kept referring to it as Hal- like <laughs> as Halifax. <laughs> Never like, mind then. <laughs> I just kept referring to the city of Halifax. I'm like I have to send this to Halifax. Um, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, I don't, I don't have anything exciting coming up. But yeah. the ongoing shows and the yeah. ongoing shows, you know, and it's been really good to keep me focused. So yeah, that's great. something to learn. Yeah. Oh, wait, exciting. you have something pretty exciting happening in the summer. Oh, yeah, but I don't like to talk about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Erica has a lot of good credits, but really bridesmaid. Oh, bridesmaid I was like, what's happening this summer? One. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, uh, do you have any other questions, Jules? No, I'm good. Uh, we covered it all, I think. We'll have you back on anytime, obviously, uh, even if, uh, you know, Jen's not on, if you want to promote these um, 
Yeah. Because uh, people that watch this show, a lot of Wakefield people know you and because uh, you've performed here, obviously. So people will uh, buy tickets to future shows. So uh, literally anytime you want to come on, we love to have you on and uh, we love you, obviously. So um, that's that's that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm going back to bed now. Right. Erica <laughs> okay. Sigurdsson, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. There she goes. Bye. Bye. All right. There. That was fun. Yeah. It's always a good time. She's the best. Follow her on uh, social media, Erica Sigurdsson, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saturday, March 6th, it's the show. That lineup is really nuts. Yeah. She said... It would be $45 for a ticket at a theater. I mean, that's for like back row balcony seats maybe for that show. I know. It's so I good. I usually pay 75 bucks. It's yeah. it's the best of the best. Yes, it is. And I was saying to her that I think it'd be really fun to have, I don't know for how long we would do this, but I think it'd be really fun to have that as a monthly show where we do new material and people also like to watch that. They like to see pro comics work yeah. on new material and you don't pay a lot, but you get to see the process. And like when you're a good comedian, even when you try out jokes that are maybe not ready or perfect, it's still funny. It's yeah. Especially when you make it themed that way, because it's like people are a part of the process. Yeah. If people are just coming to a club show on a Saturday night and you're headlining and you're doing a bunch of new, they're like, this person sucks. But if, yeah, if you let them in on it, people enjoy it. Yeah. And it is a good idea for um, for a show because, like we said on the interview with Erica, when you're doing those things, anybody can buy tickets. So it's it's not like you're hosting, or it is like you're hosting a show in one venue with a lot of the same regulars because a lot of your network mm-hmm. you're promoting to somewhat the same kind of circles. And so, uh, I, like the comedians you book on will promote in their circle. So that will bring in different people, but there's a core of people that will always kind of uh, buy tickets to these online shows. It's not like you're going city to city and you can work out new material or, or do the same stuff over and over. So it forces you, but if, if you label it that way and sell the ticket, like new, new material night, come watch us. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, definitely. And you call it when I used to live in Vancouver back in the day where that's where I met Erica. Uh, we used to have a show at the comedy club that was local there and it was called Crash and Burn and it was all about that. And it was fun for the comedians too because it was a little scary because I was still really new and to go up doing brand new material like that is it is scary. But it's it's fun for the comedian too because if you if everybody knows that it's like who cares if it flops yeah. like you and it makes you try stuff you've been meaning to try anyways totes so uh, hopefully she'll do something like that totes my loads and you can float my boat Jenny <laughs> <laughs> I feel it coming on oh right. you do do you right. daily dose Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jen Grant. <laughs> I don't know. What was that? Who me? Yeah. I don't know. I did like nubs. It's like I had nubs for arms. What was that? What would that look like? Yeah, like I'm like it dancing was with so, nubs. But the last movement there, where you. 
Yeah, you went like this. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Hilarious. Here's your daily dose for Thursday, March 4th. Okay. So the uh we've talked about this before and obviously people are are aware that global emissions really dropped during the pandemic. Yes. More than they ever have. It's been the um Biggest drop ever recorded, ever. Oh, yeah? Yep. So it was uh, the lockdown measures uh, to contain the spread of the virus caused a 7% drop in CO2 emissions, which you'd think it would be more. Seven doesn't sound like a lot, but I well, guess it is for when, a year. When uh, it started, they're like dolphins are swimming in the canals of Italy again or whatever. Yeah. Venice. The skies are blue. Yeah. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> in general or right now? Uh, both. No. Whoa. Trick question. But uh, the um, study is warning that unless governments prioritize green investment in their attempts to boost the struggling economies, the world is going to see a strong rebound in emissions. So we have to watch that. So let's see what happens. It's kind of like Erica was just talking about how... You know, people are going to want to see speakers and such in person. It makes me think, you know, we're probably going to slip. Do you think we'll slip back to what we used to be like? People? Yes, absolutely. 1,000%. I know. Like not caring about things and the environment and all that. And just, yeah, without question. There's no way all humans, like uh, collectively... Humans will be like, you know, remember, let's learn a lesson from this and carry yeah. forth in the future as our best selves. No, we're going to go back to throwing everything in the ocean, driving um, three feet. I hate it. But, and and they do say that since the full lockdown, they can already see it's coming back. Because yeah. people are starting to live the way they used well, to. Well, you go in Ottawa now during the day, it looks like regular life. Mm-hmm traffic there's people everywhere it's you know mm-hmm. it says here that if governments don't move quickly with the right energy policies this could be at risk um this could put at risk the world's historic opportunity to make 2019 the definitive peak in global emissions not, uh, not to be negative but as if people are going to be like you know what I'm, i got i got I from this pandemic carpooling let's carpool yeah that's true the burning of fossil fuels in cars, planes, and power plants, as well as those uh, other from other human activities, releases CO two in the atmosphere, and then of course it's the uh, the all the the factory farming too, and all that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know. Let's hope that I don't know. Like nothing's going. Like it's not going to be seven percent. That's for sure. Because lockdown was very extreme. Yeah. But I hope. I don't know, maybe more people will be working at home and not driving as much. Maybe people will cut down on flying people out, realizing that they can, can incorporate some Zoom, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe a small percentage of the population will will see that as a learning moment, but I uh, can't see But it. if the government puts in policy, hopefully that will make a difference. Yeah. We'll see. Um, maybe Policy. Was- we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. That was it. Okay. Sorry. Don't tell me you hit a wall. <laughs> oh my God. You're so wall-like. So here's um, 
another story, shifting gears, but still related to it. Um, Ontarians should be encouraged to see friends and relatives outdoors in the coming months, health experts say, stressing the need for realistic pandemic guidance following a winter of isolation. So experts are suggesting that the province approach suggesting people connecting in a safe way because we need to for depression levels not to completely plummet, but also... Let's be honest, people will meet like after a while. And I've heard lots of people say that like a very smart, you know, friends. I've heard multiple people say things like, I don't even care anymore. Like the people have gotten fed up. Like, and so wouldn't it be better for the government to approach it in a way that's like, if you're going to meet, we suggest you do it this way, or we do recommend that you connect with others, but absolutely have to do it in a you know but how do you regulate that like everybody's trying to figure that out yeah uh, yeah um, uh, really that's it i don't know Uh, i don't know the answer do you care anymore no but i do but i don't you know what i mean but you're not like hanging out with lord like hordes of people or anything lords of people i know i messed (laughs) up thanks jeez again see (laughs) Pick, pick, pick. <laughs> pick, pick, pick. Uh, uh, no. Oh, yeah. so that's so articulate. You notice? I don't make fun of that. <laughs> you should, yeah, you are I'm just like now. lords of people. And I tried to you're smooth do, it over and it. you were like, and, and we were continued talking and then you're like, oh, lords. <laughs> and then you're like. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. I want, I want that as my ringtone. You doing that. <laughs> it sounds like your impression of Arnold. Oh, yeah, it's true. Do it again. You're funny. You're funny. You're funny. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not all willy nilly about the restrictions. I still follow them, but I'm like on the cusp of not. I don't. I'm just like sick of it. I'm still, you know, wearing a mask and. Did you see that in Texas and Mississippi, they're fully just open now and they've removed the mask mandate? No. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see all the all the conspiracy theorists that said that masks don't work and the guidelines and the restrictions don't work. Well, Texas and Mississippi, everything's open again and the governors of those states said no more masks. It's, that's crazy. I mean, that, it, we're still in the midst of this global pandemic. You know what's shitty about that too dis- is that people in Texas are going other places. Oh yeah, that's no, no, this sucks. is going to be a big thing. But we'll we'll, well, we'll at see. Least, at least they'll have to wear a mask outside of Texas, so at least there's that. But obviously, why is it still in question whether the mask works? Because haven't we already shown that like no one had a cold this season? You know, like that's evidence right there. Like, do, do you know anyone who had a cold? I, a couple times I thought I had colds coming on and I also thought it was COVID and it just went away. I, the initial scratch in the throat, kind of a little chest congestion, but it went away. People are annoying. Maybe I had COVID. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, people are annoying. Oh my God. 
And so, uh, so we'll, sh- I mean, I don't want to get down the mask road again. We've talked no, about this weird. endlessly on the show, it's but yeah, I, I know it's noxious. Like somebody who, anyway, I know it is annoying, but just one more quick point to drill home the point that we've already made a million times, but it is really infuriating. Like, especially if I was a doctor who went to school for like 12 years and then worked my ass off on the front lines too, like you're sacrificing so much to help other people and fight this pandemic and still some dumb, dumb with like no IQ says, uh, I don't think masks work. It's like, oh, really? Tell me more about your theory, dumbass. You said doctor on the front line and it made me think of the, remember America's frontline doctors came out? Yes. Hydroxychloroquine. What the hell happened to those people? I know. Remember that, that uh, African doctor? Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine. And it's like, what <laughs> happened to these people? Uh, where are yeah. they? Well, it's, yeah, it's hard to get seen online. There's been unless... so many cycles of this pandemic, like, like no, but periods. That's really maddening. Imagine you're a doctor that has studied that many years and is like risking your life and working your ass off in hospitals. They barely have breaks. They have these indents on their face from wearing the mask all day long. And they're like up close and personal with people with COVID-19. They're witnessing people suffering all the time. And some dumbass is saying, I don't want to wear a mask in Costco. Oh, how do they not lose it? What? Don't you agree? Yeah, of course. You know, I agree. I mean, no, but I've just, gone on these tangents before know, on the show. I, I just, today's your tangent time. I've, I've done it <laughs> enough. We're not going to double down. Anyway. Uh, so I guess this is mostly about COVID-19, this, uh, daily dose today, but this is a cute story. So Dolly Parton is trying to encourage people to get vaccinated. And in the States, they're doing a real great job, actually, of uh, getting people vaccinated. And she's 75. Not yeah. one wrinkle, by the way. Like, wow. Anyway, she... Uh, it's because her giant boobs stretch out the <laughs> rest of the skin on her body. But, uh, like, she went to get vaccinated and she got it videotaped and videotaped. I don't think anyone's <laughs> taping anything. But anyway... Um, recorded and they posted that out there to promote, you know, to try to encourage people to get vaccinated. And she's so cute. Oh my gosh. She was wearing like one of those sweaters with the hole. You know how that was in for a while with the hole in the shoulder? Yeah. So they vaccinated her right through that hole in her sweater. And to kind of make it uh, like a video kind of newsworthy, she did a cute little take on Jolene. So instead of singing Jolene, she was like, Vaccine, vaccine. Wait, how does it go? <laughs> vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging you, please don't hesitate. She and then it was like vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. So she's saying that, but a lot cuter than the, I just did. Uh, well, that's pretty on point. Thank you. <laughs> but the um. Some people had come out with that because she had funded, she had donated a million dollars towards funding yeah, the Moderna right, vaccine, right, I think. Right, right. So some, I had heard a parody of that before the vaccine oh, thing. okay, okay. Uh, Dolly's a little late to the party. <laughs> Did you see that uh, they were going to erect a statue of her? Like, and she said no. No. Yeah, a couple Why? of weeks ago or a month ago. Well, she said during a global pandemic, it's no time to be... Uh, Adoring a statue. She she's just, great. Yeah, she's awesome. She Still don't understand awesome. why my mom doesn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Sue, if you're watching, please let us know why you don't like Dolly. Okay. 
Uh, last story. If a grandparent has had, because a lot of news stories are like, it, you know, a lot of people are asking, you know, can you go and hug your grandparent if they've had their shots? If a grandparent has had two vaccines and at least a couple weeks after that, then theoretically they should be safe against those viruses. So there you go. I think a lot of grandparents have suffered a lot this past year, suffered a lot not to have that contact with their family. So I think it might be safe if you, again, everybody's so afraid of this virus, right? I think it might be safe if you do it cautiously. Mm. So, um, so there you go. If you have someone in your life who is, uh, over 70 years old and they, you know, give them a hug if they've had their vaccine for the second dose after a couple weeks. So that's your daily dose for today. Daily dose, daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Grant. <laughs> so weird. It's hard to switch it up. I know. All the time. Vaccine. 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 <laughs> I thought you totally backed off on singing that. You started good, and then you're like, and the se- you go vaccine. 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 And then the second one, you go vaccine, 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 whatever. Yeah, because I mean. But, no, I wanted you to sing it. Belt it out. Belt it. It was a dog. Oh. My impression of a dog. A dog with a wet, wet nostrils. No, my nostrils aren't wet. Back off. You didn't hear that? <sighs> By the way, pick, pick, pick. <laughs> you should Actually, pick your nose. <laughs> Be a little less wet. Ew. <laughs> Just teasing. Where are you going? Oh, it's break time. Break time, hammer time. This episode, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and germs. This episode of the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant and Nuggy is brought to you by GringosBlazingSauces.com. Do yourself a favor and go to GringosBlazingSauces.com for the best small batch hot sauces and salsas, charcuterie jellies, grilling and barbecue sauces that you will ever throw down your uh, gelatinous gullet. GringosBlazingSauces.com, they are based out of Ottawa and they ship all over North America. And if you live in Canada and order over $40, you get free shipping on that bad boy. On top of that, listeners of this program get an additional 5% off by entering promo code JD5 at checkout. Yes, JD5 gets you 5% off. GringosBlazingSauces.com, chef owned and operated. You taste the passion in each and every single bottle. You get that perfect balance between heat and flavor. They use nothing but the best, freshest, hand-selected ingredients. Gringo's Blazing Sauce. If you like hot sauces and salsas, and oh, just go there. Do it today. Yeah. Vaccine. 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 <laughs> oh, that's obnoxious. <laughs> Pick, pick, pick. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really, I, I, I can hardly re-listen to the replay of these, these shows. How do you think they feel? Exactly. How do you think I feel? 
obnoxious. Irritable. Why do you listen? Yeah, I like that one. Keep going. I don't think it'll ever get to a, like a song. Are you sure? Yeah, I think this oh, is all Oh, based on the waves? Uh, I'm obnoxious. Obnoxious? Oh, did you uh, notice my haircut, by the way, everybody? Oh, yeah. We fought. Jen cut my hair. We fought. Every single time we have the same fight. There, that was good. That one. Let me tell you something. It's the pandemic. Maybe you didn't get a haircut recently. Well, you know that. Just get your wife, girlfriend, or fiance to uh, give you a haircut. Just remember that you'll go into a domestic. It's pretty much guaranteed that by the time she's doing your undercut, you'll be deep into a fight about length. And otherwise, every time we cut my hair, we bicker, then it turns ugly. No pun intended. You actually do a good job. Honey, Aww. jump in anytime, though. You said that we cut your hair, but short. I believe I cut your hair. And you sit on your ass on a stool and bitch at me because you think I'm cutting too much. Too, too, too much, too much. And I tell you I do this every time. I've got a technique I've learned from here. So I was when they cut my hair and diagonal Every time I say a quarter inch, it turns into three or four. Every (laughs) time I just want to trim, it turns into a bob or more. (laughs) A bob. (laughs) But I like it because it keeps me from going to the salon and getting COVID. But at the end of the day, we fight every time you cut my hair. You think that I would quit and not care, but I do care. And every single time I don't get it. You do this thing not where you tip. thin my you don't hair. Pay me. You thin it. Oh, yeah, I don't pay you. That's true. Yeah. You I thin do it. this volunteer on top of a lot of other housework. Not to say you don't do anything, but. I pay you complaints. I pay you in irritability. I don't think you'll cut my mole, but you've brushed it more <laughs> times, and I'd like to admit it. And Why don't it you hurts. get it removed, you big dumb dumb well, face in the face and the well, mole mole in the face? Sorry. Oh, this got serious. Yeah, it started off as a cute little haircut <laughs> joke, and you're like, cut it off, you dumb dumb face, stupid dumb mole head. You've got moles all over your body. <laughs> Under the guise, of, yeah, under yeah. the guise of it being a song, because you yeah. can't be mad, you know. The one on your back is especially gross. It's the size of a toonie. It's actually in a weird shape, which is one of the signs that the something way, could be wrong. This none of that is true. I don't have a mole the size of a toonie, lest anyone believe. <laughs> More of uh, like a dime. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's I'm like kidding. a pencil eraser. <laughs> 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 a dark brown pencil eraser. <clears throat> You're something else. Anyway. 
Anyways, thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks to Erica Sigurdsson, and thanks to you for watching. We yeah. appreciate it. Don't forget about that show. Saturday night, March 6th. Trust me, $10? Are you freaking kidding me? And uh, get your tickets. We'll throw the link up. Yep. Vancouver Online Comedy? Correct. VancouverOnlineComedy.com for tickets to this Saturday show and future shows. Excuse me. And uh, Absolute Comedy tonight through Sunday continues. Yep. Saturday night at Le Truque in Gatineau for my French Frenchies out there in the area. And then Yuck Yucks on Sunday and Monday in Ottawa. We'll be back tomorrow for Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag fr- I can't believe this week just flew by. Yeah. This Heart 75 thing is like filling my days with stuff. That, uh, yeah. Just, what are you a day on now? Oh, 20 something. I don't know. Oh my God. You still have 50 ish. It's to crazy. Go? It's 75 is a long, long time. Whoa. You're not even halfway through? Not even halfway through. Is it getting more normal, though? Yeah, I actually like it. I think I'll continue you some stuff. You know what stuff. the key is? Get everything... Eat that frog. Get everything done. I know. When I wait till Before noon. At night. When I wait... Uh, sometimes after 5 p.m., I still have two workouts to do and three liters oh, of water to you've, drink. You've even... It's been even later than that. Yeah. When you've had to do both. Anyways, All right, we got to anyway, go. Boring, boring. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, but just the song's going to be over. And, oh, okay. okay. Love you. Love you. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. And until then, watch your heads.